Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everything you remember must mean something. So what does that thought mean? Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Uh, that's a big old thermos flask that you brought with you. Why, thank you. It's in mug form as well. Because it's got a little handle on it. Well, it's enormous. Um, it's not enormous. Just, just for some context here for everyone, it's probably about as big as my hand. It's bigger than your hand. Here's what? what you, you From look... fingertip to wrist, it's as big as my hand. You look like you're at Oktoberfest with it. <laughs> I don't you do. I it looks don't. like one of those big German tankards <laughs> that they drink beer out of. Uh. It's, it's quite impressive, that. Just got herbal tea. Do you not like the hot drinks I've been making for you? Well, no, it's because I was very cold en route, so oh, I wanted okay. to bring a hot drink with me, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're ever working on the building site, <laughs> I mean, that'd be a good thing to take with you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, I had a Ritter Sport just before you got here. You did not. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, wow, I don't know what to say. It's almost as weird as last week you went, oh, I'm just going to pop out to the news agents and get a Purdy's. <laughs> What's with you and your posh retro weird like foodstuffs? <laughs> Ritter Sport, who eats those? Yeah, I mean, the Queen, maybe. <laughs> what? I, d- I just fancied something healthy. It's not because it's got the word sport on it. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't be allowed to put the word sport on it if it wasn't healthy. What flavour did you get? Like a chocolatey milk one. chocolate with hazelnut? <laughs> hazelnut, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do raise a good question. Like, I don't know if I enjoy drinking Purdy's and eating Ritter Sport as an affectation or because I genuinely like those things. I've got no idea. No idea. You can't answer that. No, okay, no. Okay. I think maybe the fact that I can't answer that question suggests there's perhaps a little bit of something going on with me. Yeah, I won't push it. <laughs> eating these, eating and drinking 90s brands. <laughs> yeah. Um, but very upmarket from the 90s, as, as you say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, a, it's like I'm a yuppie. <laughs> a 90s yuppie. Uh, so I was going to tell you about my disastrous day yesterday. I thought that'd be a good way to start this. Okay. I decided to take my son, who is three and a half, to a circus skills class. Okay. It was a mistake. Right. I'm in quite a lot of pain today, and I think this class was a contributing factor to it. So I am not a physically adept man but i didn't think i'd have to get involved at all mm-hmm. my son also is perhaps you know not not the most physically uh adept three and a half year old uh so 
so we 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 go to this thing, and they say, okay, uh, shoes shoes and socks off, everyone. And I thought they just meant the kids, and they went parents too. Ooh. I thought, okay, so this this I've got to interact here. I thought I'd just be able to watch him do this class right from a bench at the side of the hall. Okay. Uh, the first thing they made us do was a warm up. So they're getting the kids to touch the heads and touch the shoulders and touch the belly buttons and touch their nose and touch the toes. And the embarrassing thing is I just can't touch my toes. Oh, so everyone else is touching their toes and yeah. you were kind of hovering around your knees. Yeah, no, I mean, right. I, I am physically yeah. incapable of touching my toes. Oh. I don't think I've been able to touch my toes since I was a teenager. Okay. So already I'm kind of um, feeling better about myself. And then they unfurl what they call, I think, the silks. Does that sound right? The silks. Is it a big parachute? It's a, kind of. It's it's like if you ever go and see something, something like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. It's like the huge pieces of fabric that the the uh, the acrobats are, are, are climbing up and then oh, okay. contorting their bodies into strange positions. Right, and I gotcha. Said, okay, if you just take it in turns for your kids to use the silks. And I've got no idea what that means. No, so I'm looking at what the other parents are doing. And from what I can see, they're kind of fashioning it into some kind of sling right. and then letting the kids swing around on it okay. so it hangs from the ceiling. Uh, okay, wow. Tell you what didn't go very well. <laughs> right. Me trying to lift my stocky child. <laughs> stocky. I know you don't watch Succession, but mm. if 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 you do watch Succession, if you listen to this, my my son is very much like a miniature Logan Roy. He's very broad of shoulder, um, <laughs> so I just couldn't get him into this thing. And he's going, "Ow, ow, daddy, it hurts, it hurts," because I think it's sort of riding up between his legs, and it's it's not good. And somebody has to come and help me lift him into this thing, and then he doesn't like it. He wants to get out. Um, and then they say, okay, we're going to practice our forward rolls, everyone. Kids, not adults. Oh, good. I was horrified immediately. And of course, these kids are so small, they can't do forward rolls of their own accord. Mm. So what they're doing is is basically getting the parents to put the kid on some kind of little, I don't, I don't know what you would call it, gym equipment. I don't know, some kind of horse, right. like to the top of there and then, then forward roll them over using your hands. But I'm so physically incapable mm. that I can't figure out what it is that the other parents are doing mm. to give the appearance of a forward roll the teacher then has to help me Mm-mm. and then at the end of the lesson they say all right everyone we're going to do superman now and this is where you lie on your back as a parent mm. you put your feet in the air um, then you get your kid to crawl up onto your feet and do superman yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah so i do manage to do that but i think i put my shoulder out doing it well done though well done and then they say and then for for the last thing uh what we want to do is the parents if you if you all kneel uh just just and then your kids will climb up onto your shoulders and then stand on your shoulders what yes you know like like the circus are you surrounded by crash mats yes thank god yeah (laughs) okay but i mean i just i i can't i lack the upper body strength to get my son onto my shoulders. So he's behind me. He's trying to clamber on. I'm pulling him. I think I'm pulling his arms out of the sockets. He's not liking it. He's saying, stop it, stop it. To the extent that it's causing such a furore, the teacher then comes over and says, why doesn't he do it on my shoulders? Oh, no. You were singled out as yeah. the daddy you couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> it's not good. So then I was in a foul mood after this mm. this class. Uh, and we went for a walk down the, the high street. And we bumped into... The waitress from this cafe, this former waitress from a cafe, I go in along there. I've not seen her in about a year. We 
always sort of liked each other, but ve- had very uncomfortable interactions, mm. sort of very awkward small talk. And I was in such a foul mood. I just couldn't think of any small talk. We had this terrible interaction. And then I could, she was feeling it off me and she said, anyway, it was nice to see you. And she put her hand out to shake hands. Mm. So I went to shake hands. As mm. I did so, I realised that I'd imagined that she put her hand up to shake hands. Mm. Well, how did you imagine that? I don't know. Oh. I just thought this this is... So, so then I'm shaking it. She then shakes my hand oh. out of awkwardness. Oh. It's just terrible. Then we go for a bit more of a walk and I bump into somebody who's a, sort of a colleague of Sarah's. And um, my small talk is so bad that today in the morning I sent her an email saying, hey, uh, good to bump into you yesterday. Sorry if I seemed a bit weird. I was in an odd mood. So I don't think um, my, my I think it was even more socially odd than usual. And now she hasn't replied to the email. Oh, this is too much. And I'm worried that I've made myself look even stranger by sending the email yes. than I did with my terrible, weird, small talk in the first place. Yes. And I'm worrying if I should follow up that email with another email. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, please. No, 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 please. End it there. Time for Adrift with Annabelle Port and Jeff Lloyd. In whatever order makes sense to you, you are the one that is perceiving it. I mean, can you beat that for... Uh an awkward day it was just bang 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 if if so then do email us it's hello at adriftpodcast.com paul says my son has a van that he's converting into a tiny home slash rv we've been helping him work on it over the summer here in florida where it is very very hot of course we want him to stay hydrated as well ourselves on one particularly hot day we were running low on gatorade and water and i volunteered to go to the grocery store to stock up Since the Gatorade was on sale, I grabbed two eight-packs of it and several gallons of water and made my way to the checkout line. The cashier looked at what I was buying and said something along the lines of, that's a lot of Gatorade and water. Now, my wife always says that I say that one extra thing that gets me in trouble or makes things awkward. So, of course, my response was, oh, thanks. I mean, yeah, it's for my son. He's very thirsty. The cashier gave me a look like, who talks like that? I could barely make eye contact. (laughs) I paid for the Gatorade and water, took my receipt and the cashier said, have a nice evening. But what I heard was, you have a nice T-shirt. So I pulled the front of my T-shirt out flat like you do when you want someone to get a better look at your T-shirt and said, thanks. And as soon as I did that, I realised that he just said, have a nice evening. (laughs) Honestly, I don't even remember how I got from the checkout line to my car. I was mortified. My grocery store doesn't have self-checkout lanes and I'm thinking of going to one that does from now on. Don't blame you, Paul. Imperial Mistress Rebecca. I was once waiting for a train and headed into the waiting room. There was another woman in there and we smiled at each other. I fancied popping on some makeup, so I took out my wee makeup bag and got cracking. I saw a stray eyebrow hair and plucked it out. The lady in the room said to me, oh, you don't need to pluck your eyebrows. In fact, you should probably grow them out some more. I looked at her, bemused, gave her a quick smile and said, oh, OK, thanks. She then proceeded to tell me that if I sorted my eyebrows out, plus my makeup and hair, I would probably look younger. I mean, every woman in their 40s needs some help, she said. I asked her how old she thought I was. She looked very embarrassed and said, um, oh, uh, 39? She was bold enough to tell me what to do to stop looking like a sack of potatoes. <coughs> I'm so sorry. But she wasn't bold enough to tell me honestly how old she thought I was. I'm 31. <gasps> 
Thankfully, my train arrived and I jumped on and I was even more thankful this woman did not get on the train. She probably needed to, but like decided to wait another half an hour to avoid sitting with you. I'm going to take a sip of my very large drink. Hold on. We could be here some time. (laughs) Do you need a little rest after lifting that thing up? (laughs) Stop making me laugh. (coughs) Right Right there. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, let's move on to the last one. This is from Rivka. Last month, I was part of a bachelorette party. Not the stripper and penis tiara cut party, but more of the yoga workshop and enjoy a lovely scone kind. I knew all the women reasonably, all very lovely, so I didn't feel uncomfortable. But one does try to make an effort in such cases. So when I noticed the beautiful cardigan one of the women was wearing, I decided to compliment her on her wonderful cardigan. The bride-to-be let me know that she'd knitted it herself. I gushed over how amazing that is and how fantastic I thought the cardigan was. I didn't stop there, but enthusiastically asked her if she had a web shop. It turned out that she actually had a web shop. And as we were in an interior design workshop, we all had pen and paper in front of us. So I exclaimed excitedly that I would write the address down immediately, which I did. Then a more sensible woman in the party asked how much the cardigan cost. 175 euros was the answer. That is a very reasonable price for a hand-knitted cardigan of alpaca wool mixed with silk, but still a lot of euros. So I smiled and silently knew that I would never visit the carefully jotted down web shop. But as an entrepreneur, the knitter probably sensed my weakness. And when we started drinks later that afternoon, she brought a couple of cardigans for us to try on. Oh no! I admired her selling skills and dreaded the following interaction equally. I, of course, didn't want to tell her that I thought the cardigan was too expensive. Not because I didn't want to look cheap, okay, maybe just a bit, but mainly because I didn't want her to feel that she sold overpriced cardigans, which I don't think, but hey, it is alpaca and silk and all those knitted hours. But still, all those sensible things you can do for €175, like paying health insurance or fixing your bike. But I knew I had to try on the cardigan. I couldn't gush over the loveliness of it all one moment and refuse to even try it on the next. So I tried on the cardigan. She had a long sleeve version and a shorter sleeve version. And there I found my escape. I didn't have to kill the happy atmosphere and make her feel that I thought she was making easy bucks. I could avoid the money subject altogether. I said that I absolutely adored the colours of the short sleeve version, but that I really needed the long sleeve version, long arms and all. Alas, no cardigan for me. She reacted with, oh, I can easily lengthen the sleeves for you. Oh, no. So I had only one response left. Do you accept cash? <laughs> P.S. I do love my cardigan. It's warm and soft <laughs> and not at all itchy and I get tons of compliments when I wear it. If I got a tenner for each compliment, I'd steeply be heading to a 50% discount. <laughs> You're adrift. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Everything that you always wanted... And a friend that was with you all the time who is also watching you closely, judging. Annabelle. Yes. I am ready for another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult. Part 39. And this is one that feels very shameful to admit. Something that I think I'm very alone in. I might make some people very angry in my admission. And it's this. I find David Attenborough's nature programmes really boring. Annabelle? I know, I know. It's one of my big failings as a human. (laughs) 
If you go on IMDb's top rated TV shows of all time, in the top 10, alongside The Wire, Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, there are four different David Attenborough shows, four out of the 10 best ever. What is this? There's something wrong with me. So wrong with me because I want to like them. I feel like I'm missing out on something amazing. Like, like you love them, don't you? I do love them. I do. I, I oh, what? Is there going to be a but? No, no, there's no, no but. Um... So sort of feel like they're a separate thing to things like Breaking Bad and The Sopranos uh, and okay, stuff. Okay. I don't know if they quite. I think there's a touch of apples and oranges having a list like that. Okay, okay. And you know, I do find when I'm watching them, I'll find some bits incredibly engaging. Yes, yes. you know, watching some snakes chasing a whatever it was that time. I think you are. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, can't remember. and then. You know, other times I'll just zone out while it's a long helicopter shot over the savannah. But I'm wondering, like, if you're watching The Wire, are you ever zoning out? No, I'm not. Mm, but I think, mm, you know... Maybe I'm not so alone. Well, <laughs> I just think it's a different thing. I think it's intentional that, you know, you just get some time to enjoy some nice aerial views and let it wash over you. And then something exciting happens. You hear his lovely voice. And Mm. I I think you're watching them in a different way. Okay. Not everything has to be all about twists and turns. Mm. Well, my experience is if I see a trailer for one of these shows, I'll think, oh, that does look amazing. But then if I sit down and watch a whole show, within minutes my mind is wandering. And after about 10 minutes, I've got up to do something else. And I've been thinking a lot because there's a new one started a few weeks ago, didn't there? Yes. And my partner, Tom, loves all that, loves it. So he wants to watch them. So I've been thinking a lot about why I'm failing so much in liking these shows. And I think my major problem is, is that I don't like the genre of fantasy. Bear with me. So I went off Game of Thrones when dragons got involved. I hated Lord of the Rings. I just don't like fantasy. Grease is one of my favourite films, but I hate two bits with a passion. Beauty School Dropout song. Why is Frankie Avalon materialised? And those people dress as angels. So I hate that bit. And the the bit I hate the most is at the end when Danny and Sandy get in the car and then the car flies into the sky. That would never happen in real life. It completely (laughs) ruined the ending. So if you had to change one thing about that film, it wouldn't be, tell me more, tell me more, did she put up a fight? It'd be the fun fantasy sequences, or the fact that to, to get to get her guy, Sandy goes. Sandy starts dressing like very provocatively and starts smoking. Yeah, and take, take, you know, gives into peer pressure. No, the worst bit is the car. <laughs> or maybe put up a fight. Anyway, I hate fantasy, and when I see weird creatures like bull seals or piriputanga fish. They bear no relation to the real world that most of us live in. So they might as well be dragons or unicorns to me. But it's even worse than fantasy is there's not even really a story, is there? <laughs> I mean, I suppose there's lots of short stories, like you're saying. But it's always, will it get eaten or not? <laughs> it's not a huge amount of variation. Although, as I've said, I've never watched more than 10 minutes of an episode. So maybe I'm missing the bit where the bull seal Janie, her family is relocated to Chicago, the home of her favourite <laughs> dance show, Dance TV. And she auditions to be on it and gets partnered with another bull seal called Jeff with a J. And they fall in love, but Janie's daddy's really strict. And she has to pretend to be at choir practice while her and Jeff rehearse for a contest to become Dance TV show regulars. So she has a really hard time getting to the contest. And I won't go on as I don't want to spoil the end of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> also one of my favourite films. What is wrong with me that I would rather watch Girls Just Want to Have Fun than Planet Earth? 
Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What if there was a nature program about where you're seeing like animals that you encounter more often mm. in situations that you enjoy more often so it's the same kind of thing as a david attenborough program same mm. production values his narration the you know the the dramatic editing mm. but it's like a rat's heroic struggle to drag a cornish pasty along a tube platform. <laughs> okay now now i'm watching <laughs> that'd be good wouldn't it? i'd love that I might pitch that. Do. It's a good idea, isn't it? It's brilliant. I'd love I'd really enjoy that. Like just sort of like animals in urban environments Mm-mm. doing the... Th- I tell you what, I was thinking, because we've got a fox that lives in our street at the moment, I was thinking I'd love to follow it and find out where it sleeps at night. Where does it sleep at night? Yes. I'd love to know that. Yeah. If you're insightful and aligned with this vision, you might be ready for the next phase. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Ports. Adrift. I wanted to mention some email that we've received this week uh, appertaining to previous episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, last week we were talking about uh, one of your sayings, and a saying you know, so well-worn that we had it on the Adrift pencils, uh, and it was just pretending like it never happened. It's a good way of dealing with many awkward situations. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt emailed who says, uh, good morning, Annabelle and Jeff. I found myself with an unanticipated extra 15 minutes on my hands this Wednesday morning. So filled the time making the photo below. And he he took a photo of one of those pencils, which say pretend it never happens. Mm. And he says, follow the port protocol and pretend it never happened. He says, pretending it never happened and moving on must henceforth be known as the port protocol. Well, I would love that, obviously. Yeah, the port we, protocol, amazing. Yeah, so that is that's from Matt Warrior of the Night, Owen, and then I mean, there's there's been quite a lot of correspondence with regards to my baked potatoes, mm, mm. Uh, and I don't have time to. No, no, recap the recap the whole story. <laughs> I'm feeling very sensitive about how boring my stories are at the moment. I feel that 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 story about circus school and bumping into the waitress and then bumping into Sarah's colleague was was another low. I think the general consensus is that people were gripped by what was going to happen with the baby because I think it's something we can all relate to. Yeah, I I mean, I just I don't know. I've I've lost my confidence. Well, I I feel from reading the emails that there was a lot of excitement about the baked potato story. Well, so I just wanted to read out this one from James Collins who says, "I think Annabelle is right." There was something wrong with the potatoes. I have had the same problem many times. I've found that some potatoes take an hour and a half to cook. So if I'm worried, I pre-cook them and reheat when needed, although you'll lose the crispy skin. I think that's a big sacrifice to make, though, isn't it? He says, uh, I believe that some potatoes will be stored for a long time in a warehouse. Yeah. So at some times of the year, they'll be very old. Yeah. Rather than look for a particular variety, I would recommend looking out for supermarket ones that are already specifically intended for baking. It feels bad supporting major retailers and having to throw all the packaging in the bin. But jacket potatoes are very important. Hope it goes better next time. Well, thank you, um, Thank you for, for sharing that and to everybody else who sent in a, an email about the, the baked potatoes. That's very useful. Another thing I just wanted to bring up here, and the perhaps somebody will be able to offer me some wisdom on this because mm. I'm struggling, mm. is a couple of months ago, I accepted a friend request from a former colleague of mine, somebody I used to work with 20 years ago. Okay. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I have noticed there's a certain type of person who likes sharing a lot of content on Facebook, right. be it sort of posting links to quizzes or videos. I also find, I don't know if there's anything in this, that there's a real crossover between people who like to share stuff about animal cruelty Mm-hmm. basically saying animal cruelty is terrible, mm. but also saying, look at what these awful people are doing. And then th- there's horrific photos of animal cruelty that I don't want to see because it's so upsetting. Mm. And then also expressing very strong political opinions. Okay. There seems to be a big sort of uh, cross overlap in the Venn diagram of those those two people. Um, anyway, so th- this particular former colleague of mine is constantly sharing stuff okay. on Facebook but she does it in a really annoying way. She sends it as a message. What, to everybody? I don't know, to me. Really? So I don't know if she's just sending this stuff. So if somebody posts something on Facebook, I don't have to like it. I can just pretend that I've never yeah. seen it. Even if something po- somebody puts a link on my wall, I don't have to pay any attention. If somebody sends me a message with some link in it, and let me uh, just look in my messenger and have a look at it. So the last one was some kind of spoof of the the real housewives. Um, oh. Then a, a funny thing about reindeer boobs. I say funny. Um, a cute video of puppies, uh, silent one? fireworks in a town in Italy. This is all stuff. It's the 18th of November today. This is all stuff that has come in since the 10th. And I'm only reading, I'm only flicking through and reading out a fraction of what she sent. And is it okay? I'm, I mean, I'm looking now because I think I know your answer. It's okay, obviously, just to ignore it. You, you clearly have. There's no well, response from you, any of these. So th- when she first sent one, I just ignored it. Right. And then she sent me a message saying, uh, oh, lost your sense of humour or, or, oh, or no. something kind of passive aggressive. I said, oh, no, sorry, I'm not on Messenger very often. I don't often look at these these okay. things. Um, and. Then it's almost like as an act of revenge. She's spamming me several times a day with humorous, in inverted commas, content. What are you going to do? Just ignore it. Right. I'm going to follow the port port (laughs) protocol. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Soon, people will know that we don't know what we're doing. Adrift. I didn't get to do a Patreon video with my mother-in-law, unfortunately, oh, no. because uh, it was twin factors. Um, my, my son got slightly sick mm. during the visit for a day or so, and then my wife surprised her. They went for a girls' weekend at a health farm. Uh, so okay. I didn't get really the time with her that I needed to, to okay. get into it. But, you know, it's quite fortuitous as well because nobody sent in any questions for her. Oh, were they going to be great? Oh, okay. Did well, I say something about no, questions? Oh, so. okay. Now I feel less bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this is going to be cancelled due to lack, right. lack of interest. Um, 
one lovely thing that she did for me mm-hmm. is the first night she got here, she said, well, you know, you're usually at home of an evening. Sarah works nights. She says, you're usually at home with Jean. You never get to go out in the evening. Why don't you go and take yourself for a meal and I'll do his, his bath time and bedtime. That's nice. So that'd be lovely. Mm. So I thought I'm going to go to uh, and go and have a meal on my own. And there's a pub near us, which has recently been refurbished and got some kind of hipster Indian street food kitchen. So I went there, had a delicious meal. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, I could do something sweet. Mm -hmm. And since it's a special treat night, a Ritter Sport isn't going to do the job. (laughs) So I thought, I'm going to have a dessert. Looked at the menu, nothing I fancied. I thought... I am going to go somewhere else and have a dessert. Isn't this the most decadent thing you've ever heard? So incredibly. I've had dinner in one place. I'm going to go to a different. So I left the pub I was in, crossed the road, uh, and there's a pub across there that does a nice sticky toffee pudding. I thought, oh, I'll go in there and yeah. have that. So I go in, say to the guy, is it okay if I just come in for a dessert? He says, sure, just let me um, let me find you a table. Now, the pub is quite empty. There are many, many uh, open tables. Mm-hmm. But he kind of gestures towards this one. Mm. I start heading towards it. I then notice on the next table are some neighbours of mine, mm. a married couple. And, you know, I, I don't know him, but I know her. And they're obviously on a husband and wife night out. Right. And I'm about to be seated at a table next to them to sit and have a dessert on my own. Right. That's really awkward. What would you do in that situation? <sighs> Because if you if they if they see you asking to sit somewhere else, it seems really rude. Yes, like you're avoiding them. But actually, you're trying to make their life better. Yes. Oh, I don't. I, and I just go to the toilet and go out the window. Which and go is home. which is really what I wish I did. Oh. But then, um, you know, I, I got shown and they see me as I'm being shown to this table and they say, "Hi." I said I've just popped in for a dessert and then they say, <laughs> "Why? Why don't you join us?" Which is an incredibly kind and gracious thing of them to do, but I don't think they mean it. Oh, no. So what did you say? Yes. I said, oh, no, I'm fine. But then I can't sit on the table next to them because I am sort of in, I have, in, I have joined them. Oh. If you sit in, which, so I've got no choice but to join them because otherwise I'd have to say to the, the waiter, hi, I, I, I do want this dessert, but I don't want to sit next to these people that I'm being friendly <laughs> with. Everything about this story is just hurting me so much. It's so mostly awful. down to the fact that you've just gone into a pub of a night on your own just to have a sticky toffee pudding. Why is that so bad? It's just really sweet and lovely and like something that like you giving yourself a nice little treat and it just and your neighbours seeing you and oh, it's too much for me. Do you think they asked me to join them out of pity? <laughs> They didn't want to see you have your sticky ducky pudding on your own. I know, and then I like really overcompensated by being very complimentary to them in the conversation. Like I'd not really met her husband before, but he he looks like a film star. Oh, I said you're so good looking. I just want to nestle my head into. Oh my god! Did you really say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just blurted it out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they did ask for the bill very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. In a show called Adrift. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Yes. First one is from Emily. I've got a situation that has been bugging me a lot lately and I'd appreciate your input on what one does. If you suspect someone has broken up with a long-term partner but you don't know them well enough to know, how do you address this? In the current situation I'm worried about, I suspect my downstairs neighbour and his wife have split up. Normally, I wouldn't say anything, but there are some problems in our house that are impacting both our flats, so we sometimes have to coordinate people visiting. 
I've so far gotten around the fact that I haven't seen his wife in months by saying things like, will anyone be in tomorrow if a surveyor's coming round to look at things? And just hoping that if his wife has indeed moved out, he'll assume anyone refers to him and his son. But it does seem weird to suggest that a four-year-old would be in and happy to talk to some <laughs> surveyors if his parents weren't. I know this extends out, outside this situation as well. There are many times I see someone I haven't seen for ages at an event they would normally bring their partner to and they're alone and I'm too afraid to ask. I try to get around this by stalking them on social media first to see when they last posted a picture with their partner. But if I run into someone unexpectedly, that's not always possible. Advice would be appreciated. As I'm in my early 30s and people I know are starting to divorce or end very long-term relationships, I feel this would be helpful in the future. I mean... As somebody who's been through a, a divorce, mm. how how do you? I mean, were people weird around you? My initial instinct is: Do you need to mention it? If you can get away with mentioning it, that's the ideal situation. But I think the issue with this neighbour is it is getting she's having to phrase everything so carefully. But with someone, you, I think it's different with a friend or a colleague. But with a neighbour, it just feels so awkward. I can see why she wouldn't want to go. Has your wife moved out? Like, how do you even bring it up? Yeah, I've not seen Doris around for a while. That's Would a possibility. You say that? Oh, it's, I think it's really tricky. What about make a pass at him? <laughs> and if he says, I'm a married man. <laughs> well, that's, that's a way to get an answer. Yeah. What about saying something like, oh, something that only she might know? Like, oh, oh could I borrow some nail varnish remover or something? I don't know. Mm. Would, that, would that help? What about knocking on the door and saying, is Doris in? Hmm. <laughs> You're sticking with Doris, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of Doris. Oh. Yeah. I mean, is would you have occasion to go into... Here's here's what you do. Hmm. Here's what you do. I've worked it out. Okay, good. So you need you need to have some occasion to go into their house. Ah. Uh, what would it be? What what could you invent? Why would you need to go A leak? Into- Checking a leak? But if they're below... Why would you need to be checking a leak? Checking that you weren't leaking onto them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Saying, oh, I spilt some water in the bathroom. Just want to check. No, they know. That's nothing. never going to get away Basically, you need some reason to get into their bathroom yeah. and look Why for Why should tampons. we have to think of this? You think you of that. To, you need to get, yeah, you need to find some reason to get into their bathroom, yeah. look for tampons. <laughs> what? What? I, I was thinking, look, like count the toothbrushes. You went straight for the feminine hygiene items. But that's that's the clearest. I mean, but we don't know if she's sort of postmenopausal, do we? Exactly. Yeah. So, well, for you, and even some postmenopausal people that, like still have to use some sanitary products for some discharge. I think. Oh my god! Well, I don't know that much about <laughs> you it. You know nothing about have, it. No, but all I'm telling, I'm not saying they're having periods. I'm just saying <laughs> that I've been in houses of of sort of. Uh, ladies of our parents' generation, and they still seem to have some form of sanitary How product. Do you know? Because some people. No, aren't... are you looking at their bathroom cabinet? No, no. Some people just have it out on display, don't they? I, I, I'll be honest. My mum grew up in such an era of shame <laughs> that I never saw tampons. Like I never saw it until I left home. She kept it well <laughs> hidden, but. I, I know other more liberated people just have it all out there. So you could. So all I'm saying is there must be some kind of sort of no, no, postmenopausal no, 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 vaginal discharge that happens. Can that I, I need to confirm something with yeah, you. Yeah. Are you telling me? Yeah. Are you telling me now that you've been into the house? Yeah. 
of someone that for some reason you know is for sure postmenopausal. I'm not sure how you'd know that. Well, yeah, I don't. I'm guessing that if somebody is over, say, sixty, oh, okay, chances are you've been into an elderly woman's house and seen tampons. Yes, they're not hers. Oh. A woman over sixty is not using tampons. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did. Did I sound aggressive? No, there? no, no. I just feel very naive now. <laughs> I don't think anybody's having so, so, so much. So let me ask you this question: Is it polite to keep tampons? Is it polite to keep tampons about the house in case you? Oh. Is that what they're doing? Is maybe it, someone of a certain age would keep them in a basket, like an yes for, for a younger woman. I mean, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing a basket. Like yeah, I mean, not that I'm a big visualizer. Like if but... you go to a like a toilet in a terrible nightclub. Like a terribly posh nightclub, I mean, and and there's and there's all things like lollipops and chewing gum and hairspray. You're saying mm. some people have bathrooms like that where they keep things out for the younger visitor. Maybe I mean I'm more to be honest. I'm more thinking like a little packet of toilet tissues, some bog roll, right. some tampax. But yeah, why not a little bottle of shampoo, <laughs> some polos, a chupa chups lolly. <laughs> Imagine if someone kept that in their toilet. Like, why don't I mean, you? You don't know who makes you're not postmenopausal. I don't think. Well, nearly. But, no, but you're not menopausal, are you? Nearly. Yeah, but you're not. I mean, have you had a definitive conversation with an older lady that there's no kind of reason that you might need? I'm going to say with confidence that no woman past menopause is having. So, What's your mum's so number? Much, Let's ring your mum. <laughs> so much of I've an, got my phone here. We can put so a much phone. of an outpouring that they would need tampons. Right? Yeah. I mean, they that, might. They might have like a, some kind of panty liner. That, yeah. Now you say it. I mean, maybe it'd be more of a lilette or something like that. <laughs> no, no, you're using the wrong words. A lilette's a tampon. So what are the brand? What are the brands of? What are the ones with wings? <laughs> They used to advertise that they had always, wing, always, always ultra. Yeah, they might. They, no, they there wouldn't be enough to show something. They needed ultra. No, they might need some kind of light. Just regular. What are they called? Always light. Does that exist? There you go. Yeah. But so is that more of an incontinence thing we're talking about now? Then. But you wouldn't use a tampon for incontinence. No, but we've moved. To, forget tampons. <laughs> oh right, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're, they're ancient history. Are you saying now you haven't seen a tampon in a menopause lady? Here's house? what I think I'm saying. Right, I've seen some kind of absorbent, right, gusset based, a, a feminine hygiene item. Fe- yeah, yeah, something that that would absorb. <laughs> so, okay, that you put it in your gusset to absorb a discharge. Stop right? gusset. <laughs> And discharge, <laughs> and then in my head because you know I'm not I'm not keeping a mental inventory of what everybody has in the bathrooms. Mm. I don't have that kind of spare capacity in my brain. I've got no. a lot to think about. No, um, seem to have some capacity yeah, for it. But all I'm saying is like I, I feel that in my life I've been in the house of an older lady, not in a sort of the graduate kind of way. Right. I don't mean as her lover. <laughs> right. Good. I just okay. mean like I would have been around someone's mum's house. Okay. And then I've thought. Oh, you don't expect to see a feminine hygiene product in in, in this bathroom of this older lady. And, and but then when I've... you say older lady, this is maybe when you were a teenager and the mum was only like no, 40 or no, something. No, no, no. I right, think, okay. you know, in, in somewhat, More recent recent, years. Okay. somewhat recent years. Okay, okay. So I'm now thinking I've clocked that and somewhere I've, I've muddied it up and introduced Tampax into the, or right. Lillettes or whatever. Okay, well done. Into, into the equation. Okay. Um, but, but you're... You're saying it was probably some kind of absorbent pad. If anything, it was that. Yeah. Right. But we do think that the this woman in question might be pre-menopausal. <laughs> well, she's got a four-year-old, so, mm. I mean, she might be on the cusp. But I think she... 
just count the toothbrushes. Just count the toothbrushes. <laughs> count the toothbrushes. Yeah. And there we go. And then you have your answer. Okay. And then when it, and if, when it comes to meeting people on the street and you're not sure, just don't say anything. Okay. Okay. Wow, I've got another one to go. Really? Yeah. <coughs> okay. Oh, my computer had shut down. That took so long. Right. This is from Anon. I work at a biotech company and I'm very happy working there. That stops us from saying leave, obviously. However, recently we've had a new colleague join with whom I now share an office. Since he found out about a week ago that I am gay, he, who is also gay, has been making very stereotypical remarks and slights at the fact that I am a lesbian. His so-called jokes aren't funny, but really rather mean. What should I do about this? HR. It's more an HR problem yeah, than, a, yeah. than a problematic problem, isn't it? It, it, does, it does, <laughs> does seem that way. Because I get that she doesn't she doesn't want to confront him and say you're not funny because she's got to share office with him. So how do you deal with the situation? And he probably thinks because he's, sort of he's loosely part of a same community yes, of you he can that, say that it. he can say what he wants. Yeah, and, yeah, that's what's going on there, isn't it? Yeah. But how can she stop him? Wear headphones. I went to see my mum and dad recently. My brother just wore my brother was there and he wore headphones the whole time. Really? Which allowed him to opt in and out of conversation whenever he felt like it. Wow. This is a thing. So headphones could be a thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe. He's making these remarks that you... Is is it that there's something offensive about them or, or is it just that they're not funny? Yeah, she says they aren't funny and rather mean. I think I've got the answer. Go on. What I would do is I'd come back from lunch and say, oh, I met out with an old friend. And they just drove me mad. They like said they said this and like drug and like do an impression of kind of thing he might say along the same lines, and he'll think, "Oh, it's not okay." Mm-hmm. Come on, that's good. Well, you know what we all need is a non-drifter friend. Uh, we should have a take your non-drifter friend to work day, sort of, and then they can just like, address all these issues for yeah, us in the workplace. Yeah. Okay, that's the answer. Okay. <laughs> And that was our podcast. Do you know what I'm not going to do this week? Mm-hmm. The credits. Okay. Just think, you know, these people get a lot of credit. They can have a week off. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I think, you know, some weeks we should get the credit. <laughs> well, maybe not this one, speaking for myself. Well, I think speaking for me. <laughs> you my right co- yeah, my coughing, sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or if you would like to share your story with us, then please do email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And I'll finish by saying, uh, which will, what will I pick? What about this? It's for my son. He's very thirsty. Adrift. Adrift. This comes from Chris from Worcestershire, who says. Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Please, would you do a podication for my wonderful wife, Joanna, who will be celebrating her birthday on the 19th of November. She has been an avid drifter since the start of your podcast, so much so that in the summer we spent a delightful weekend in the capital of quirkiness, Hebden Bridge, where she brought me along to attend your meeting. That's lovely. That's so nice. We should do another one of those. Yeah, we should do. Um... 
As I had not previously heard of Adrift beforehand, sorry, that's all right, you're in a majority there. <laughs> um, I know I did what to expect, but I have to say we had an enjoyable evening in a great little venue. That place is so wonderful. Yeah, it was great, I loved it. I'm still a bit confused about the presents your mother-in-law gave you on stage, though. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Here's the thing about her. You, you, anything she thinks before... You, you, you need to catch her in the moment. I think mm. to really capture the essence of that woman, Mm-mm. she she, need, she needs to be spontaneous. Anything she thinks through in advance... Right, right. ...perhaps loses something in translation. Okay. You actually have mentioned Joanna on your show once before... It was uh, about a quandary that had something to do with getting extra chicken nuggets in McDonald's. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, she was very excited to get a mention, and I'm sure she will be again if you read this out and wish her a happy birthday. Many thanks, Chris, from Worcestershire. So there we go. Uh, Joanna, happy birthday. Thank you for coming to Hebden Bridge. Yes. Thank you for drifting with us all these episodes, and uh, I hope you stay with us for many episodes more, despite my uh, long, boring story about... <laughs> Baked potatoes and circus classes and so on. I've lost my mojo. Stop it. I want to get my mojo back. Maybe we could make a spin-off project, uh, uh, podcast where I go and get my mojo back. <laughs> I'm not sure that I ever had it in the first place. Really. <laughs> I think there, there, were, there were glimpses of it in that conversation about <laughs> sanitary products. It's very interesting. It really brought me alive again. It's like yeah. you know when you hear about kind of an older person in a home mm. and they've lost the will to live mm. and then you just mention something perhaps from their youth you know and and they they light up they hear a piece of music from their youth and they 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 it's like they're 19 all over again sparks them back to life yeah again. Yeah, yeah yeah i think that's what happened to me mm. even though i sort of humiliated myself <laughs> but but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, thanks uh, thanks for listening and thanks for emailing in Chris too. Uh, happy birthday, Joanna. If you'd like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.